Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish, presented by TireAct.com, is also brought to you by Canon Solutions America, Credit Union One, Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour. Welcome to Wake Up the Echoes, presented by TireAct.com. I'm your host, Tony Simeone, and this is our final football show. We have the head coach, Marcus Freeman, as we always do, ready to talk about last week's senior day win over Wake Forest, big-time win in the 500th-ever game at Notre Dame Stadium. We also sat down with Audric Estime and Benjamin Morrison. It was great to talk to two guys on opposite sides of the football, created a great dynamic to discuss some of those topics with them. Our guest this week is Jerome Bettis, Football Hall of Famer. Great conversation with him about a variety of topics. Going into next week, of course, Notre Dame has a big game at Stanford. It's always this unique week where they have to travel on Thanksgiving, which means happy Thanksgiving to you, first of all. And second of all, we'll be looking forward to watching the Irish finish off their regular season on the road against Stanford. We talked to Marcus Stream about how they will ensure they finish this season the right way. And let's listen to that conversation right now. All right, Coach. It's amazing. This is it. This is the last show. I uh, I can't believe it. We kind of delayed it last week. We talked to Coach Shrewsbury, his first show. He's getting used to it. So my first question is just how was it being away for a week? Did you miss being in the comfy couch? What was it? What was going through your head last Monday? No, we had plenty of work to do. So uh, <laughs> I found uh, a couple of things to keep me busy. Well, as much as I'm used to this early week routine, um, you know, I, I found ways to, to keep myself busy mm-hmm. and uh, – you know, hopefully Coach Shrewsbury did a good job. He did. He did. Uh, I'll get to some of the follow-ups I have from his show with you before I let you go this week. But let's talk about football. Senior day, it's always a unique day uh, at that stadium. You played. You had a senior day. You've seen these guys get a chance. What were the emotions going through your head as you saw this group play their final game in that stadium? Because I saw the emotions at the end of the game. It looked like it was a pretty impactful day. Yeah, you know, you're with these guys for so many days and so many hours and to uh to know it's coming to an end uh it could be emotional for them but for me too mm-hmm. and um because you you have a love for every single one of these guys and um you know I, I'm so proud of them and the way they were able to finish um for those guys that it's just their last game in Notre Dame Stadium um and you couldn't have scripted any better there's I heard you talk about there's all kinds of seniors, right? There's six-year guys. There's players that have been here for less than a year. What does it mean to have this group? I think about a lot of players that were here when the transition was made. You know, this is your second year, so a lot of them stuck it out with you. When you think of this specific group, what are the things that come to mind? What's special about this group that leaves or at least played maybe their final game in Notre Dame Stadium the other day? Yeah, I think, as you said, there's so many different individuals that make up this senior class. And, um, you know, you think about a guy like Sam Hartman that's been here for less than a year mm-hmm. and um, the impact he's made on our program and, and our football team and then guys that are going on their sixth year being here, you know. And, and I even think about a guy like Matt Salerno that was able to make it back after breaking his ankle or breaking his leg. And, and you know, I remember seeing him in the hotel after he got surgery. He said, Coach, I'll be back this season. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a season-ending injury. But he found a way to get back for senior day faster than any of us could imagine. But – you can go through all 31 guys that were uh, that were named um, in pregame, and uh, I think there's a story for every single one. But um, they've made me better. Hmm. They've made this program better. And as I told all of them, they've left this football program better than they found it, and yeah. that's all you can ask them. 
on the field, I was also encouraged by some guys that weren't seniors, particularly in the passing game. Receiver really, I thought, had a great day for you. you know, Rico, who was on the show last time we did a show, over 100 yards, and then five different guys got into the end zone. Just from an offensive standpoint, what were you pleased with? I certainly walked away from that game being really encouraged about some of the strides some of those younger playmakers made for you. Yeah, the execution was 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 really good. Um, I thought Coach Parker put together a great mm-hmm. game plan and and the ability for them to adjust. Like we, it, football's a game of adjustments, mm-hmm. and um, we had a great plan going in, but we had to make sure we we had those adjustments on offense and defense. And uh, you know, the receivers took care of the opportunities that were presented to them. You know, not all, not every play, as I told you a couple weeks ago with Rico being here you don't know as a wide receiver what opportunity is going to come your way. You just got to run your route as hard as you can or block and, and do the things that are asked of you. But they took advantage of those opportunities that came their way, and uh, it was a really productive day for them. Defensively, it just seems like this unit's playing at such a consistent level. Like the the seven points that got on the board when I was watching, it took a couple trick plays, which, you know, they executed them great. Those were fun trick plays to watch. But that's what it's taking to get in the end zone against this team right now. I think it's six games of 14 points or less. Mm. So as a defensive, you know, minded coach, or at least a def- former defensive player, you have to be happy. But just what has that group done I mean, this year, in your eyes, that's made them so special and unique on the defensive side of the ball. You know, a lot of it goes into their preparation, hmm. you know, and, and the second year, as I said before, of being in the same scheme, um, the same terminology, the ability to play faster, right? Clarity equals velocity. So they're clear on what they're being asked to do, and then they're able to handle the adjustments. Hmm. Um, you know, again, the game plan for the defense second half was completely different than the first half. Um, because of what we were seeing on the uh, the defensive side of the ball. And so the ability for them to adapt, adjust, um, and go out and play with the velocity that it takes to, to be successful, um, they're playing at a high level, but it's their preparation. Yeah. They're preparing at a high level. I, lo- I forgot. That was one you brought up earlier in the year. Clarity equals velocity is one of my favorite statements. Also, the bumpy road is one that we've covered a lot this year. <laughs> Let's talk about the last game, or at least going on the road. Uh, last three times you guys have gone on the road, it's been tough, right? Two losses and then a close one at Duke. You guys have looked a lot better at home, just flat out, and it's part of that. You've played some really good p- opponents on the road as well. What's kind of the focus as you get set for this final true road trip to go out to Stanford and make sure you guys meet that standard you want to set? Well, I think for those that have here been here last year and understanding that that this game means something, mm-hmm. right? The the ability to play for the Legends Trophy. Um, you know, those that were here last year understand that was a difficult day for Notre Dame, but also our football program. And um, there won't be a lack of motivation. I'll make sure our guys are mentally and physically ready to go. But we got to finish this, this regular season off right. And um, again, elite competitors want to compete. And we got a chance to compete on Saturday um, out there and, and at Stanford. And uh, our guys will be mentally and physically ready. I know that you still have this game <clears throat> coming up and then a bowl game after that, but I do, because it's our last show, want to try to take stock of just where things are in the program because I get the chance to talk to you every week and it's fun to, to just see how everything develops year one to year two. We're almost at the end of year two. I think I asked you at the end of last year what you learned in year one about yourself as a coach. What have you in year two learned about yourself or this staff or this group? Just what's been new about year two? What's your biggest takeaway from the experience in the second year as a head coach here? You know, I think very some of the same rules that the the same lessons I said from year one is that it's never how you proceed on the front end, right? This season, your journey, um, you can't script what's going to happen, and uh, the ability to adapt and the ability to um, 
rely on your players and those people around you are so important. I'm surrounded with with great players and great people, great coaches, and uh, you need those guys in 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 tough moments. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what this this program has become. It's a family, and we lean on each other. And and we all want we all want great things. We all want to win. We all want to get better. I told those guys, everybody wants better. Mm-hmm. Everybody in our football program wants better. Um, but we got to be willing to put in the work that gives us an opportunity to get better. And so, um, but you love to do it with people that you love. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the greatest thing about being here with this group. Last week with Coach Shrewsbury, going to go a little off the wall here, I learned that between shoot around and game day or, or and the game so like from let's say four to six o'clock yeah shooter on the is break before the game he watches the challenge mtv's the challenge do you know about that show or no, no. okay do you watch any reality tv no, no. so what's it, it, i've asked you like on your game day usually take a walk maybe watch some other football do you have any superstitions on game day that you're not that we haven't covered yet or is it just all business for you um no i'm it's just routine mm-hmm. you know i I think about a normal last week, you, you wake up and you're watching film and then you have walkthroughs and during the break time, you actually, I got a, a little workout in Okay. and, um, and then get ready for pregame meal and mass. And it's pretty much routine. You know, I, I'm pretty busy on home games just okay. because there's recruits and so many things to do. Um, I got a chance to have my, my youngest come into the locker room for a couple minutes. That's right. kind of any, I mean, it doesn't happen often, but it kind of helps you kind of take your mind off things mm-hmm. for a couple minutes and, and go into reality of your family. And uh, I don't know. Uh, well, can I ask I, you what kind of workout you're getting in then? Oh, I just day? went on a walk. Just you a know? walk? Yeah, okay. I just had okay. You're not in there under the squat rack? No, <laughs> no, no, not anymore, no way. Okay, <clears throat> a couple more things i got to cover we've talked about with players this year. Do we cover apple juice and orange juice with you or no? The, which one you prefer? Because a lot of the players, have, but uh, I'm an apple juice guy. Apple juice. Yeah. Everyone's been apple juice. What? Yeah. Give me your reason why, and I'll tell you what everyone else has said. I don't know. Maybe it's the sugar. I don't. I, I think the taste of apple juice okay. is a little bit better for me. Um, I'm not a huge juice guy. Like I'm a water guy. Okay. Um, I'm a coffee water. But if I could go back to my days where I drink a lot of juice, it would probably be apple juice. Mm-hmm. You know, orange juice is so inconsistent. Oh, you know, like, like the pulp and all pulp. that stuff. The taste sometimes of orange juice can be inconsistent, but apple juice is usually pretty steady. Mm, that's a good. A lot of the guys have said it's because you can have apple juice any time of the day. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Orange juice is more of a morning. Thing. It's a morning yeah, drink. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a great point. Um, last thing I'm curious about, just kind of to the side here, is did we establish? Do, do you on the way to work? Or you said you don't listen to a ton of podcasts, right? So what are you listening to on the drive to and from work? Oh, is it just man. you and your thoughts? You thinking about football it, it's only, or what? Day is it? to day. Okay. Um, sometimes I just want to be in silence. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I'll listen to music. Sometimes I'll listen to a podcast. So um, it's only a, what a ten minute drive mm-hmm. for me. Uh, but it varies. You okay. know, it varies. I'm a. I'm. I'm really. I've been getting into this Drake album. This new Drake album. A little new bit. Drake. Yeah, he's got a new album out. That's Are you a Drake good. guy? I am. You're I am. A, okay. I am. But it, but I can vary. One day I'll listen. So the players, I really kind of take my my lead after the players. Okay. Right. And like I listen to, I'll see their reaction when we play music. For for a couple weeks, it was the uh, the Brian uh, Brian is his last name country. Uh, the country guy, the country that Kenny likes. Uh, Luke or Luke Brian? Is that his name? Zach, Zach Bryan, Zach Bryan, yeah. Brian. Okay. So our players, like, they're playing a song, and it was like, they 
black, white, whoever. They were all going crazy singing. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what is this? And then and it was uh I can't remember what song it was, but I started listening to a little bit of Zach Bryan. I was kind of following their lead and then they'll love uh God man, that's the big dude. What's the the Rod Wave. They love some Rod okay, they love yeah, Rod yeah. Wave. You know, I'm a guy that likes to So you like the new stuff. <clears throat> yeah, I like yeah. Because I, I have a problem with the new stuff. I, I just feel like because you grew up around the same age as me, like I think like 2000s, like I'm thinking like T.I., Young G's and Gucci <laughs> Mane, like these guys knew what they were doing. Yeah. Now I just hear guys mumbling. <laughs> I don't know. It's not for me, but you, you've gotten into it. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I'm, I'm an adaptable person. That's good. As oh, a coach, you, gotta, you got to be you like gotta that. You got to continue to adapt. <laughs> you know, if, if I'm listening to Young Jeezy and T.I., you know, man, I can't talk to Audrick or some of those guys about music, you know, so I try to. I don't let them know that I'm kind of see like, okay, what's the vibe in the room? Okay, they mm-hmm. like this song. What is this song? So I ask mm-hmm. Chase or whoever's playing the music, like, what song was that? And maybe listen to it on my Apple Music or something like that. Yeah. Then they make fun of me because I have Apple Music because I'm supposed to have Spotify. Right. And I'm right. like, all right, whatever, guys. It, it does seem like you have to stay up with the re- the new music to be able to talk to these younger guys. Yeah. Because I remember we were playing like Rick Ross at Production Day one time, and they're like, this is for old guys. I'm like, come <laughs> on, Rick Ross? Like, Port of Miami? That was, okay. All right. <clears throat> Last thing before we get you out of here is just about kind of the end of the season 10 wins for me like there's still something to 10 wins you have to get number nine first but just what you're not going to talk before the bowl game just what are you hoping to see from this team you're going to play two more football games in the final two games before the season ends you know what i'm going to say reach our full potential <laughs> okay and if the result of that is 10 wins then the result of that is 10 wins um but i don't want our guys adding pressure to themselves that we have to get 10 and we got to reach our full potential Mm -hmm. and there's a process into doing that and that's what I want them to continuously focus on and I truly believe in my heart if we reach our full potential we'll have 10 wins coach it's been fun to talk to you this year always like getting this 15 minutes before uh, or actually usually after your press conference today it's before but always love talking to you we're going to take a break and then bring in Audric Estime all right thank you Hey, Fighting Irish fans, we love that you're hanging out with us for this episode of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. TireRack.com has been revolutionizing tire buying since 1979, so you know they've got their game plan down. Ask their team of experts to help yourself using their extensive playbook. Test results, consumer reviews, and a tire decision guide make buying a new set of tires as easy as a clean quarterback sneak and mobile tire installation for the extra point. Get the right tires to tackle whatever comes next at TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And we're back with the action. Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever? That's right, Jim. With an irresistible taste and zero sugar, Coke Zero Sugar is a must-try for any sports fan. So make sure you... Wait, Jim, I didn't mean try it right now. We're still on the air. Mmm, best Coke ever? Take a taste, Jen. Really? No, not right now, Jen. We got a game to call. All right, we got Coach Freeman, we got Audric Estime. We're talking music. Let's just start here. So you guys are both Drake guys. So I'm not a huge Drake guy. I'm just a firm believer that over time he's gotten worse. <laughs> like 2009, 2012, like so far so far gone. Like early Drake is good. But you guys still are with Drake. You're riding with Drake, Audric. Yeah, I'm riding with him. I think that's why he's a GOAT because I feel like he never fails. I like old Drake, new Drake, 2018, 2017. So I like the LeBron. Huh? Yeah, they just keep oh, going and going. Huh? Pride. So, Coach, he just said he's got Drake as the goat. 
Is that, can we co-sign that? Or that seems a little extreme for me. You know, to each their own. Mm. Um, I'm never to, you know, put my opinions on somebody else. I wouldn't have them at the GOAT. Who do you have? Who's your GOAT? Man, it's hard to not say Jay Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Jay Z special, and I probably shouldn't say his, but I I, I like Kanye. Mm. Kanye, he's he's got some uh, twenty years ago. Yeah, there's yeah. Some, but when you watch his Netflix documentary, like it's appreciation for the the genius he is in mm-hmm. terms of the musical age genius. You know, yeah. Some stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. But Kanye, the musician. Yeah. Very well respected. Yeah. We can leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, All right. Audric Estime, first time joining the show, man. Thanks for coming out here. Uh, just me. Y- you, you're over a thousand yards of the year, 2000 for c- your career. But the question I had coming into this week was who would win in an Oklahoma drill? You or 2008 Ohio State linebacker Marcus Freeman? Yeah, for sure. I was about to say I might have a different opinion, but I guess we have the same opinion. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't want to go up against him in Oklahoma, Drew? No, mm-hmm. no, man. My shoulders hurt thinking about that. You know, guy in two thousand eight though. Yeah, I had some big pads though. Yeah, yeah, we used to have did. the big old pads. Back then <laughs> you guys did. Neck yeah. roll. Big <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. pads. What? Uh, you know, it's been almost three years here for you. I've heard you talk really glowingly about this university. I heard you in your press conference. You know, after the home game the other day talk about Notre Dame just for me sum up what the experience has been so far what what has it been like to play here at Notre Dame and wh- why do you love this place so much yeah I just I feel like I've grown so much as a man uh, I've gone through so many learning experiences and situations where I felt like well help me in the long run I met so many people I learned so many lessons I feel like Notre Dame just has the best people like starting with coach Freeman uh yeah the all the coaches coach McCullough my professors the just the people in the locker room I just feel like you won't find a place with just so many good people and so many good resources all at one so I love this place now forever love this place for that I've heard you mention coach McCullough before I've heard the other running backs talk about him he just seems like a guy that's had a really positive impact how has he impacted you as a player but then also maybe off the field what's his impact been on you yeah he's just always if you know coach McCullough he's always just trying to hit you with a quote or something that changed your life uh he's just a guy that has your back no matter what like obviously he's there for me on the football side but like He's a guy that when I'm done playing football 20 years down the line, he's going to be at my wedding. He's going to know all my kids. He's just a guy that left such a mark on me that I always forget. I always remember. I always be appreciative of him. And he's a guy that's very – he's a very hard worker. He has a very great story. If you hear his story, you'll probably be yeah. mind-blowing. But he's just a great guy, and I'm just so happy he's my coach. His story is is unbelievable. Coach, uh, I get the sense – we've talked about how when you move to head coach – the thing you miss the most is being a position coach. I hear him talk about Coach McCullough. I've heard other guys talk about their position coaches. It seems like you do have position coaches here that pretty much across the board, all the players care about as people. Mm-hmm. How important is that for you as the head coach when someone like Coach McCullough is in that role and he's helping guide these guys, not just on the field, but off the field as well? It's the most important, really, decision I can make as a head coach is exactly. the, the, the position coaches that are going to be in the daily lives of, of our players. All right? As the head coach your job is to take care of your players mm-hmm. and uh, to put them in position to be successful. Well, part of that is making sure that the mentors, the teachers they have in their position meeting rooms are men of character, um, men that are going to help them reach their athletic goals. They're going to make them better. And uh, uh, men that 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 love them. That's what I, I tell these coaches. Like, you got to love our players. Hmm. And that's a choice. You got to choose to love our players, but you also got to make Audrey estimate better. Yeah. Right? And And – I can go find a lot of guys that are going to love Audrey Gestime, but can you make them better? And I can find some guys that can make them better but won't treat them the right way and, and show them how uh, to, to continue to mature in this life. And so 
that is so important for me to make sure I put the right men around these young people. Mm-hmm. Audric, one thing I talked to Coach about when we were talking alone <clears throat> was just the transition that year when there was the coaching change. And you were on the offensive side of the ball. I've talked to offensive side of the ball guys that then saw Coach Freeman come from defense to be the head coach. What was that experience like? Did you get to know Coach Freeman more as he was the head coach and being more involved with calling your number? Just Can you go back to that time and what the evolution of your guys' relationship has been? Yeah, that time was uh, definitely a lot of unknown. It was definitely a difficult time for this program, but I feel like the culture here is so strong that we all just stayed intact and stayed together and relied on the culture. And um, I feel like with Coach Fearman, I don't see when you have my freshman year, he was on the defensive side. I was always <laughs> going at it, but I feel like I didn't really know him as much. I didn't really, I wasn't really interacting with him. But with him being a head coach, I feel like that's one of the best things that happened for my career. What happened to this program and. It's just amazing how I just see how um, how much he values his players and values the game, and he's a family guy. Seeing how he is with his with his kids is just something great to see coming to the building every day to see him and see all that he's done for this program is just amazing. We were talking about music before we started, and there were some guys who I thought you'd know that you didn't know. So I'm gonna ask a question. I'm assuming you know him, but like Jerome Bettis is gonna be on the show later today. Did you watch? Were you young enough to see him playing growing up, or you just seen highlights? No, I just seen highlights. I just hear <laughs> okay. about him. Oh, I did, I did, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't see him play, but I, I, I seen a lot. Of okay, because stuff. like a lot of people, and this is a co- big time compliment. Like mm-hmm. he, you are the first back, or the back that most resembles him since he's been here. Is what a lot of people have said. But I'm curious then for you growing up, who were the guys you watched? Did you model your game after someone? Uh, I say I watched Ezekiel Elliott. Um, I'd say he was my favorite running back growing up. When I was a State fan because of him. Uh, he got drafted to Dallas, became a Dallas fan. So I'd say Ezekiel Elliott, Adrian Peterson, Derrick Henry. I really watched those guys. Yeah, Jerome Bettis is a little, a little too far out for me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, really those three. But he's big time. Big time. Who, who does he remind you of most, Coach? Is it the bus? Is there someone else that comes to mind? Man. You know what? I played with a guy named Beanie Wells. Oh, man. That, you know, was a little bit taller than Roderick, but ran very similar. Um, physical, tough. Um, he has some Jerome Bettis traits, you know, but I view Bus as just the big back, you know what I mean? Whereas, as you watch Audric, man, he'll run, run right by you. Mm-hmm. He'll make you miss. He'll hurl you. He'll run by you. And so, um, just a, a Different dynamic, mm-hmm. right, in terms of what he brings. But um, he's a special one for sure. I'm going to get Coach Freeman out of here on just what I always ask him. And obviously, Audric's a great player, but his future, I always ask you this. What excites you about Audric Estime going forward? Well, you know, I, I mean, again, he is a, a special football player. Um, everybody sees that, but an even greater person uh, that, that truly reflects the values of Notre Dame and uh, – he's going to be so successful. I love to use him as a story and as an example, especially for our young guys, because three years ago, Audrey Gustame is a freshman that, you know, I think he had 67 yards maybe as a freshman and continued to trust the process, trust the coaching, trust that this was the right place for him. I want our young people to understand that, that this is what you want, right? Everybody wants a whole bunch as a young person, instant right now, but trust us that we're going to make decisions that are best for you. Coach, appreciate it. We'll let you get out of here, and we'll bring Benjamin Morrison in. Thank you. Hey, it's Tony Simeone, the voice of Notre Dame Athletics. Have you saved enough for retirement? Howard Bailey Financial is the official wealth management partner of Notre Dame Athletics, and they have a free resource that you can download right now. Get insight on taxes, Social Security, income planning, and much more by visiting 
retirewithpurpose.com slash echo. That's retirewithpurpose.com slash echo. Notre Dame Athletics was compensated for this endorsement and is not a current client of Howard Bailey. For more information, visit howardbailey.com slash disclosure. We know you like football. So do we. We're TireRack.com, and this is our version of a two-minute drill, except it's only 30 seconds. TireRack.com has an enormous selection of tires. Not sure which ones to buy? Use our tire decision guide to find the right tires for your vehicle and the way you drive. Then get them shipped fast and free on all orders over $50. Shipping is in as little as one day. Free. TireRack.com ships to independent, recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. Touchdown! All right, this is our coldest moment of the week segment. It's presented by Yeti. I'm going to ask you guys about some cold moments in a second, but let's start with what we were just talking about. Benjamin Morrison's here. He's with Audric Estimate. Benjamin, you just came from a class. Tell me what class it was and what you guys talk about there. Time and mortality. Um, We just talked about life and like living in the moment, Uh, but it's kind of deeper than that. Audric had last semester, so coming into the class, uh, she just talked so highly of him, so I had some high standards to live up to. Um, that which the first couple weeks I didn't live up to. Having <laughs> <laughs> to claw your way back yeah. here into the semester. So now I'm, I'm finding my way back in it. Um, and it's just the most like it has you just going after classes, thinking in depth, just about like what you're doing and how you're living. And it's it's a good class. What what was your takeaway from that class, Audrey? Oh, it was a really good class. Like you said, um, it's kind of gonna make you work. So it's a little. Some classes is it's a class that you got to be fully engaged. It's a class you got to put in extra time, mm. but it's like you know us we're we're work we have hard work ethic, so we're willing to do it. But it's a class like you said that makes you think about time and time passing, like time like you'll never get back, and old becoming. Oh. I mean, youth becoming old, all that thing. Yeah. But it kind of makes you appreciate. It, your, it just kind of warps your brain for like, oh no, I'm getting yeah. old, and like, <laughs> how long am I gonna have here? Yeah, it gets Later. a little dark at times. Okay. Yeah coldest moment i usually ask each player for the other guy's coldest moment so you guys have played together for now two seasons i want you to each think i'll start with you audric and ask you what is benjamin morrison's coldest moment since you've seen him play at notre dame um the coldest moment uh that's a hard question because he has a lot mm. <laughs> i got one in mind when you shade, i think right? it's his pick six yeah i, I agree with that yeah. i agree with that because i think just the time when that happened uh i think oh we're up by like what a score or two, and it was in the fourth quarter, right? And that was just a big game breaker, game yeah. breaker, and it was just much needed. And I think that just gave us the energy that mm-hmm. we needed. Honestly, we had energy the whole game, but like I think that was just kind of like a cherry on top. Yeah. So that was just a great experience, and just seeing him run down sideline because he came right past our sideline. So I'm like, he's actually pretty fast. I don't know if he was <laughs> that had that in him, but that was the coldest moment. I think I asked uh, Jadarian when he was here. Benjamin about the roar on the kickoff return mm-hmm. can you in your head hear the roar when you knew you're going to take that back in the stadium like can, does it sound different when you run one back like so that like sometimes like I always ask myself like, I wish I could like relive it because like mm-hmm. it was just going so fast and like you're just like thinking like don't step out of bounds like what's my celebration going to be like <laughs> <laughs> what was the celebration it was I had to thank God uh because the first one I did and I, I had the plan I was like why well, I, well, I get my first pick I'm going to give all the glory to God. And I was just so happy when I got my first one that I didn't know what to do. So I just ran to the stands. So I was just like, oh, snap, I forgot to thank God. And so then, like, the second one, God was like, all right, like, as soon as I get in there, I'm going to thank God. So I point out to the sky and give all the glory to him. So, yeah. Okay. What about Audric? Now, his plays, he, he gets the ball a lot more than you do. Yeah. So it might be tougher to think of one specific one. But no, I got think one. Of, oh, you got one? Yeah, okay, I got play one. it on me. Uh, so I, I got to go to the NC State game after the little thunder break. 
Um, that was that was a fun game just because like this the hype going to that game was a hostile environment and like with that whole weather uh, delay uh, going into the the locker room you're like dang like we're about to be here for like an hour um, and I'm taking a nap and I they come in like all right we got to go play I'm so snap so the offense goes out there and I'm still trying to warm up on the bike I just like the crowd go silent I just see Drick run like all right like. All right, it's Audrey. I don't know if he's gonna like, you know, make take it this far. Like, he's gonna hurdle someone, but I'm like, hey, like Audrey's kind of fast. Like he's really, he's really leaving these dudes. So I'm like, oh, so he's gonna score. So, so I see him score. Um, that was that was that was a cool moment. Just as a team, I feel like that just really brought us all together. And just saying, like, through all the obstacle and challenges that we're gonna go through, and keep fighting for each other. So it's cool. That that was big time. Yeah. And we've established that you did have a hot dog. Yeah, I have a single hot dog. dog. A single. People might gaslight it, say two or three was a single one. <laughs> I, this is the first time we've had, I think, two players on the show that are on opposite sides of the ball. So I thought of a bunch of stuff we could discuss there, but I want to just first ask you each, because you don't play the same position, when you watch the other person play, and I'll start with you again, Audric, what does Benjamin do that you're maybe envious of or has a skill that you could never possess? Like, what about him makes him unique and you kind of envy on his side of the ball? Um, He, he, has, he has hops. Uh, uh Okay. I, I like to say I have hops too, but I think he's a lot, a little more explosive than me. Out of that interception against USC, it was crazy to see from the sideline because like you can't really see what's on the field because the defense are really standing. But like on that play, you literally see saw him elevate. You saw him come up. Yeah, you so saw that, twenty come up. That, that was pretty impressive. But there's what also impressed me about his job is um a lot of guys don't know like you're out there by yourself and you got to show up every single play. Like you might have a good play, but. One play that you take off or you don't have a good play it might be a, a big play, might be a game changer. So I, I'm very impressed with what he does and being at a consistent level and just be able to live up to that for the, every game. We've had a lot of people come in and say that they do think corner is the toughest position mm -hmm. on the field because you can be good 70 out of 72 snaps yeah. and all they're talking about is 71 and 72, right? Mm -hmm. So what's a, what's something about Audric that uh, you are envious of when you watch him play? I think, I think it's cool how, how he trucks people and hurdles people. <laughs> I mean, I just wish I could I could do that. Um, I'd see a safety coming down the hole, and I'm just like, oh, like, Drake's either going to truck him or hurdle him. So being able to have that choice, like, not a lot of people have that choice. Some people are limited, but Drake's not. Um, so I think that's just the, the coolest thing. Like, I, if I was him, where I would truck some people a little more. He likes to hurdle a little too much <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah. But I, if I had his, his size and his shoulders and stuff, I'm going to truck him. But I think it's cool watching him play, just how physical he is, and it's 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 really cool. Yeah, if I was using him in Madden, I'd be right stick. All yeah. day. <laughs> right stick up. 32 dive. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you, Benjamin, and I know the game didn't finish the way you wanted to, but I have to ask you about Ohio State mm -hmm. because they had weapons, Marvin Harrison. Just what was that experience like? What did you learn going up against someone like him in that game? I mean, that game was obviously it was a highly anticipated game coming to that game. Um because we all know what he's capable of. He's arguably one of the best receivers in college football. Um, so I feel like you, you have certain games like on the calendar. You're like, all right, this is going to be the test. This is going to be the one. Um, so I was just, I was excited just mm -hmm. to go out there and to see, honestly, where, where I was at. Um, and I, I don't, I'll don't i never shy away from competition. I feel like when you come to Notre Dame, that's where you're you're coming to embrace it almost. Yeah. Um, so I was happy. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, a test for me. Um, and just that, that whole week, I knew what I knew what I was getting into. Mm -hmm. um, I knew that I'm going to get tested. I knew that the ball was going to be in the air a lot. Um, and I knew that my as as a defensive back, my objective is to stop the uh, receiver from catching the ball. Um, and I I knew going into that what I wanted to do and what I was capable of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a fun game. Watching him since then, I, I don't know how much you guys keep up with everybody else, but like that guy's amazing. Yes. And like to see really how he was contained in that, Audric. Like again, you're an offensive guy. 
I feel like it's hard to kind of put into words how good they did against him bottling him up. Like when you were watching on the sideline, could you really understand how well they contained that passing attack when they were here? Yeah, they, our defense is really good. Like going in a game, and every game you have keys of victory and you know what you need to do to win a game. And I feel like that game, stopping him, we mm-hmm. did that, and we did it at a really high level. So that's just definitely great great to see on uh, the offensive side to see that defense is doing the job because, like you said, football is a – uh, team sport, it takes all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams to do it. And we came up short that uh, that game, but they did a really good job containing that offense in him. Okay, random question. We've been asking people this. This came up because I think it was JJB had this on his uh, Twitter. He said, do you prefer apple juice or orange juice? That's the question we've been asking. You go first. What do you got? You got one? I say orange juice. That might be a little, that might be different. Okay. Yeah. The reason I say orange juice because... So it has a lot to it. It has a taste. It has a texture I like. Because you like the texture. I like the texture. Coach Freeman said he didn't like the inconsistency of the texture. Yeah, I, I like it, though. And the thing about apple juice, it's, it's so simple and plain. I feel like mm. it's kind of like a upgrade of water. I <laughs> <laughs> fired apple juice. In some way. I feel like it just, I don't know, it's not anything. It doesn't really have anything special. Okay, though. it doesn't do it for you. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I'm going to differ with him because I have orange juice. I feel like I get like the pulpy orange juice, mm-hmm. and like I don't like the texture of that. So I feel like apple juice is consistent. Mm. So I think apple juice, you're going to get what you're going to get, the same apple juice uh, from, from whatever store you go to. But you get orange juice, you're going to get some pulpy orange juice, you're going to get non-pulp. So I just want to stay consistent. Yeah, I, I came into this discussion, I can't believe I've talked about this now, like five straight weeks, but having not much of an opinion, but the more I've thought about it, what you just said is I think what pushes me towards Apple is that I want to drink something. Mm-hmm. I don't want to kind of have to bite through some yeah. debris that's yeah, left for sure. in the in the juice. That. Back to football. This past week, of course, you know, was a big day being senior day. You guys are both younger guys. or You've been here for three years. You've been here for two years. But there were a lot of guys that were playing their final game at this stadium that had been here for a long time. What's the emotion of that day like for you guys when you see older people that are playing their last game here definitely or going through the emotions of being out there with their family? And how badly do you want to win a game or play well for them that day? I'll start with you, Benjamin. Um, I feel like it just more so appreciates like the university as, as itself. Um, I just think it's it's a unique thing being able to see guys who put their blood and sweat into this program. Um, they'll be rewarded to it uh, for their last home game. So I feel like for me, I just honestly just want to send them off on a good note. Um, I know as the seniors, they're going to want to win their last home game. Families in town and everything. Uh, so I just was out there just trying to do the best of my ability to make sure that outcome um, was possible for them. What about you? Yeah, for me, so I'm a junior. I've been here for three years. So all those guys, I've been here for a while with them, and I've been working hard with them through summer workouts, through winter workouts. So it, feel, it, feels, it was a moment that it felt good, but it was kind of a bittersweet moment. Right. Uh, I felt like um, it felt a little different uh, for the last one for them playing in the stadium. I felt like we kind of had a we had to. I felt like we kind of had to win the game. Like I feel like we won that for that. I feel feel the same way for every game, but this one was just a little different to send them out right. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're just deserving for all the hard work and they set the way for us. Now yeah. we just had to finish and do that for them. All right. Well, both you guys, I appreciate you swinging by. Thank appreciate you. you talking with Coach. Appreciate you coming and joining us. And we'll take a quick break. Thank you. Thank you. That to-do list you have needs one more thing. Chill. It's an easy thing to do. Just crack open an ice-cold Coors Light and chill. Take the afternoon off and binge watch anything. Go to happy hour and stay for a couple hours. Who's counting anyways? Or hang out with just your dog because you've had enough human interaction this week. 
Whatever you do, do it with a Coors Light. Mountain cold refreshment made to chill. 2020 Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Celebrate responsibly. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm the Pee Wee football team you're carpooling to the game. And our backseat practice has your focus off the road. Go long! Not that long. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, you'll be stuck on the sidelines for the season. So switch to Allstate. Save $468 and get better protected from mayhem, like me. National average annual savings of new auto customers surveyed in 2022 who switched to Allstate. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. Bank like the Irish when you become a member of Credit Union One, the official banking partner of Notre Dame Athletics. Open a Fighting Irish checking account to get special perks and choose from one of eight exclusive Notre Dame debit card designs so you can show your pride every time you pay. Plus, with the Credit Union One branch located just steps from campus at 1140 East Howard Street and CU1's highly rated mobile app, it's never been more convenient to bank on your schedule. Find out more at creditunionthenumber1.org Irish. Federally insured by NCU. We are now joined by Super Bowl champ, football Hall of Famer, former Notre Dame great, Jerome Bettis, the bus. This is an honor for me to talk to you. Thanks for taking some time to join us on Wake Up the Echoes. Uh, how have you been doing? What's up with you these days? I've been great. No complaints out of me. Uh, just, uh, you know, here in Atlanta now mm. and finishing up raising, I got a junior in high school and um me and the wife will be empty nesters, so that's the priority now. Congratulations on speeding towards that empty nest. Uh, let's talk a little Notre Dame football currently, and then we'll branch out to some other topics yeah. about your time here. They got a big win the other day. They're 8-3 and three now on the year. Second season under Marcus Streeman, and I know you have been around the program a lot since he's taken over. Just what stood out to you this year? They can get to 10 wins with a win in a bowl game victory. What's been your impression of this team so far this year? Well, I, I was very impressed at, at the physicality of uh, the football team. They really came out with a sense of purpose, and they kind of understood their identity pretty early on in the season. Usually it takes a couple of weeks for a team to kind of figure out who they are, what they're capable of. But this team pretty early on said, hey, we're going to you know, just kind of punch you in the mouth uh, on offense and defense. And so that was the impressive part of what I was able to see this season. But you also see the development and the maturation of this um, of this group, obviously, and, and Coach Freeman in his second year. Uh, you see him uh, doing, doing great things in terms of uh, the recruiting uh, aspect as well. So I'm excited to see where this program is headed. What are your impressions of Coach Freeman? Because I remember, I think he had you around. He helped you MC that first spring game draft when you were on campus, still finishing up your degree. Just you've had a chance to be around him, around the way he's trying to build this program. And I get the sense I talk to him every week now in year two. He's even more comfortable now than he was back then. But in your time yeah. around what have your impressions of Coach Freeman been and what excites you about him in this role leading Notre Dame football going forward? You know, I just really excited to to see him. I mean, when you when you say you know, Coach Freeman, what do you think about him? I mean, I I just think he is is incredible for the school and the program because he brings a breath of fresh air, um, very relatable uh, to these young men that he's coaching. He he gets them; they get him. Uh, they play really hard for him. 
and so that's that's always you know externally what you want to see in a head football coach. But you know internally, when we get got a chance to really talk, you see how thoughtful he is. And the biggest part of all of this is that he's willing to learn. Uh, and I think that's the very unique part. Most head coaches are setting their ways. They got this system. This got to work my way or the highway kind of deal. Well, Coach Freeman is is he's in the sense of hey, I, I want to hey, if 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 there's a absolute better way to build uh, this bridge, then we're going to build it, build it that way. I'm not I'm not you know so stuck on my system that it has to be the case. So I think that is very unique in this day and age in terms of uh, big college football, you know, power five, top of the top. Um, you look at these programs, the coach that kind of has his, is set in his ways, and it, there's no growth, if you will, right? And I see a ton of growth uh, in Coach Freeman. I think that's obviously because of his youth. Um, and, and the inexperience has been kind of a – a benefit in that he's been able to uh, make some pivots and adjustments. And I think that's a really good thing. I wanted to follow up too on, on something I mentioned briefly, which was you were here a couple of years ago, finishing up your degree. Uh, and I remember reading about it. You promised to your mother, you'd finish that degree. You came back all those years later, just now that you've had some time since completing that, I guess just what comes to mind when you reflect upon ultimately getting that degree and how does it feel now to be a Notre Dame graduate? as opposed to someone that played football at Notre Dame and had not yet completed their degree? Yeah, so first things first, when, when I, whenever I was introduced, it was always, uh, you know, I played at the University of Notre Dame and, uh, you know, I attended the University of Notre Dame. And, it, and for me, it was always just a little bit tinge of an embarrassment for me, right? Because I'm listening to me being introduced and every time I heard it, I was cringe, like, right. That's that one piece that's missing. Right. And, and so for me, it meant, it meant that much where now it's complete. It's a complete statement. You know, uh, he graduated, attended alumni, all that attended, all that stuff is gone. Now he graduated uh, from the university And, and it's, you know, for some people, that may not mean that much. But for me, it meant everything. Mm-hmm. And so it was a great opportunity for me to go back. Um, and it really strengthened my roots uh, in terms of with the university. And so I, it's, it's an incredible honor to have had the ability uh, and privilege to have had, had the ability to go back and get my degree after 27 years. Yeah, it's amazing. I think set a great example for a lot of guys that, have gone on to the professional ranks and are thinking about coming back. I know a, a lot of other guys have done it, but I think seeing someone that's accomplished as much as you has, has really maybe inspired a few to make that decision as well. I want to go back about 30 years now, not make you feel yep. old, but when you think about your time on campus here, let's start as a player. You think about the flashbulb moments that come to mind. I have some in my head, but I don't want to steal them from you. So why don't you tell me the one or two moments on the field that stick out to you in your time here at Notre Dame? Uh, well, f- the, the first time, you know, running through the tunnel, we played uh, Michigan. Uh, it was a night game, the first ever night game in Notre Dame history. Um, and obviously being from Detroit, that was a very, very significant moment. Uh, so, to you know, run out the tunnel for the first time, 
uh, and to see the grandeur of uh, New Rockney Stadium and and to kind of be in that moment. That's the first. That's the one I'll never forget. Obviously, is the first uh, the first time. But but uh, but my my other you know huge memory is is two. One is the uh, snowball where we we beat um, Penn State in. Uh, it, you know, with the you know, I had a last second touchdown, and then Reggie Brooks caught it in the corner for two to win it all. Um, and so that was a special moment. But but the other was me against Florida. It was kind of my coming out party for the country mm-hmm. that season. I had a big year, but obviously, in terms of from a national uh, perspective, that was the game that really put me on the map and showed. Uh, that that I could possibly play on the next level, and so that was um, that was a special moment for me. Glad you brought up the snowball because that's the one I've seen the highlights most of here. And then Reggie, who used to work here, of course. There are a lot of people around here. I think they know Reggie is the guy when he was here who worked here, and then they show him the highlights. That's Reggie going for the kicks right. there in the back. He could play. Um, as far as going back to your time on campus, and maybe not with football. What are the things that stick out? Because obviously you came back and you got your degree, but this place, and I talked to current and former athletes, they have so many things, so many different reasons why they came to Notre Dame or enjoyed Notre Dame away from football. What was the impact it had on you, maybe away from the field, that you look back on and reflect on as a really impactful moment for you? Well, for me, it was it, it was the the camaraderie with your with your uh, dorm mates. Uh, I'm a proud alumni dog, and so... It's it's one of those you 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 developed a bond with the guys in your dorm uh, one and I still talk to my roommates to this day and so that's those are the relationships that you never uh, you you never forget and so it was um, that was I think the special part of Notre Dame that I was able to get outside of the football outside of the education. It was those relationships. Okay, then I have a very important question for you. We've asked this of a lot of former players. When you were here, was it North or South Dining Hall that you preferred? Well, for me, it was South because North was just too far away. We never – and there was never, ever a reason to go over to North. You know what I mean? I, I maybe went over to North maybe in my entire time, maybe four or five times where now these kids, they go, you know – South for lunch or north for lunch and south for dinner. No, it was it was one or the other. It was never now. Yeah, it's a nation. <laughs> yeah, it's a totally different world now. But it was always one or the other because I was on South. I was right down from South Dining Hall. It was always South. It was never North. Well, okay, I think South now has the edge as far as votes for our our uh, guests on this show. I am learning about all of you that have attended school here. That it really did just come down to simple geography. <laughs> Which That's it. <laughs> well, here's what I will say for the uh, for the, a lot of the athletes, because you got to remember, we were we I mean, we were, Wait. you know, a two and a half, three hour practice, all that. So that those added steps was like, oh, too much. Now, a normal student may be a little bit different because they got more of a social side that they're, you know, me, maybe meeting friends here. We were like, uh uh-uh. uh. We going, I'm going here or I'm going there. There's no in between. <laughs> Back to the f- football and the current team. Uh, I had Audric Estime as a guest 
for us this week. And every time that I hear his name come up and people talk about another name, I think just because of the physical nature of his style of play, you're the first name that comes up. And I was talking to him about it. He's, you know, we're going to both feel old here, but he's so young that he doesn't remember watching you live, but has watched plenty of your film, you know, on YouTube, let's say. But when you watch Audric play, I guess, does he remind you of yourself at all? And and just what comes to mind when you watch him run? And do you take a little sense of pride to see someone like that in an ND uniform running the way that he does? Yeah, I, I, t- I mean, I take pride in it only because um, uh, of his size and how big he is. I mean, I, I was so long ago. Yeah, it, it, I don't know if there's a, <laughs> if it's accurate. He is, uh, he's special. Uh, to, just to see what he's able to do, breaking tackles, his physicality, how he comes to play every single week. I love all of that. And, you know, obviously for for people to uh, associate me with him, is it's definitely an honor because I, I, I love his game. I love what he's doing. Um, and um, I want to, you know, at some point reach out to him and, uh, and, and, and kind of start a, a, a relationship at some point. Then I have a follow-up, uh, and I asked him and Coach Freeman this. I'll get your opinion. You might be the tie-breaking vote here. In an Oklahoma drill, who would win between Audric and then 2008 version of Marcus Freeman, linebacker at Ohio State? <laughs> I would have to say Audric because Coach Freeman had big shoulder pads, but he was he was not a big guy. So... I think Audrey would definitely have the the, the, the size advantage, the weight advantage, uh, and I, I think it'd be tough. For, I think Coach would get him down, but he'd be hanging on the leg. <laughs> That's a pretty similar answer to the one we got uh, from them. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with our From the Irish segment. 80-degree game days are long gone, Irish fans. It's time to start thinking about tires, winter tires. Our friends at TireRack.com, presenting sponsor of Wake Up the Echoes, have what's right for you. Headquartered just a few minutes from Notre Dame Stadium, their experts know a thing or two about driving through winter's worst. They spend months on their test track and at the Compton Family Ice Arena collecting data so you can get the tires to tackle whatever comes next. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. All right, this is our From the Irish segment presented by TireRack.com. Because it's our final football show of the year, we're going to get two questions for you, Jerome Bettis. So here's the first one. It's from Zachary out of Peoria, Illinois. He says, would you rather have to tackle the prime version of yourself or have to get tackled by the prime version of Ray Lewis? Really? Well, I got tackled by the prime version of Ray Lewis before. Um, (laughs) So I would say I'd rather that because I know in my my problem, I was always, I was a a load, so I I probably wouldn't want that. (laughs) Okay. Good to know on that one. And then the second one here, this comes from Chris out of Chappaqua, New York. He says, Jerome, welcome to Farley Hall from a Farley dad. What is it like having a daughter who is now a freshman at Notre Dame? Yes, that that it is an incredible uh, feeling. Obviously, to have gone there is one thing, but then to have your child, you know, following your footsteps and go and, and and go to school there, it's 
it's humbling because you know the the benefits that the university provides, you know, the experience, um, you know, but you're also a little nervous because you want them to have a great experience, you know, and unfortunately it's not you. So you hope, you you know, I'm always hoping to hear the great stories and how was it, how was it, how was this, how was that? Uh, because, you know, I genuinely want her to get the same appreciation uh, and love that I was able to get out of the university. Uh, but everyone's different. So, you know, it's that fear, it's that joy, it's the excitement. Uh, but but um, more than anything, I'm just so proud that uh, that she's at uh, uh, my university. Yeah, your alma mater. Uh, Jerome Bettis, The Bus, thank you so much for taking some time here. We really appreciate you joining us. Congratulations on that degree you wrapped up a couple of years ago and on being a Notre Dame dad. I'm looking forward to seeing you on campus now as a Notre Dame dad, not just a guy that used to play football here. Hey, trust me, I, that's, I'm doing that more and more. I find myself just being being walked around with my daughter. So you will see more of me on campus, I, can, I guarantee. All right, thanks a lot. No problem. Thank you. Go Irish. That does it for this week's edition of Wake Up the Echoes presented by TireRack.com. And that does it for football shows on this season of Wake Up the Echoes. Thanks to Marcus Freeman for joining us all 10 weeks. It was great to talk to him and see how this team has grown throughout the season. And thanks to all of our athlete guests that join us throughout the year, including Audrick Estimate today and Benjamin Morrison. Of course, thank you to Jerome Bettis. It was great to talk to him and cover all the topics that we did on this week's episode. Next week, we are back with our first episode of the year for women's basketball. Neil Ivey will be sitting here. They've traveled all over the world to start their season. It will be great to talk to them about how they've begun the 23-24 season. Remember to download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasting content, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or right here on YouTube. You can make sure you hit the like button and subscribe here as well. We'll talk to you next week on Wake Up the Echoes, presented by Tyrac.com. Wake Up the Echoes, the official show of the Fighting Irish, presented by Tyrac.com, is also brought to you by Canon Solutions America, Credit Union One, Coca-Cola, Gatorade, and Under Armour.